Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. Another story, Aria, that you and I both had uh, is, of course, what's going on in the world of cryptocurrency. And in just the last 24 hours alone, the price of Bitcoin has tumbled from $27,000 to as low as just over $22,000. So this is the... This is the lowest Bitcoin's been in, well, less than two years. Uh, so yeah. we're, we're back to 2020 price levels here. I mean, it point. does suck. I mean, it, it's true that, you know, Bitcoin has been worse and it's only a is only down relative to a certain, you know, time frame. And if you sure. look back three years or whatever, it's actually up. It's up but, quite a bit from three years ago. But yeah. Jesus, it it is down. I mean, See, let, let's just be real. It, it is down. But the thing is, it never should have been what it was. Hmm. Um, and that, that to me is the story. I think the Bitcoin price has been the single biggest threat to crypto because Bitcoin has become a distraction from everything that crypto is supposed to be according to Satoshi's vision. Well, there's still Bitcoin Cash and Monero and yeah, others. Yeah, and all those things matter. But Bitcoin BTC is nothing but a hype machine. And it's it hasn't been anything but a hype machine since 2017. Yeah, but we it's all useful. know that it will never carry transactions. Every single one of us got into cryptocurrency because of BTC. Every single mm-hmm. person out there with the exception of maybe a few, got into cryptocurrency because of BTC. In what way did you get into crypto as a result of BTC more than you got into crypto as a result of BCH? They BTC were the same is the reason that BCH exists. Huh? BTC is the reason that BCH exists. Or BCH is the reason that BTC exists. Who knows which one is the original and which one is not? Well, they're both the original. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so the question is silly. Why are you asking? I'm I'm asking because BTC is not the reason that BCH exists. BTC and BCH were the same thing until they split. Why did they split? Because BTC is crap. It's cr- useless as a currency, sure. And that's what it is. So it's useless to... It's not a currency. It's useless as a currency. It, well, exactly. So it's useless. So it should die. Useless things don't need to live. (laughs) This mouse is useless as a currency. That doesn't mean it's garbage. It doesn't claim to be a currency. Also, I'd love to see you control your cursor with BTC. Are they saying that Bitcoin is even a currency these days? Last I heard, they've changed the marketing to being a quote-unquote store of value. Yeah, I've been saying for years digital digital gold. What does that mean? I'm not even surprised by this. As you mentioned, the market isn't rational. And this is something that I really have paid attention to and really started noticing when the U.S. dollar appeared to get stronger or actually all the stocks, all the cryptocurrencies, everything relative to the USD began going down, which is just another way, except for the prices of goods and services, which obviously went up. But like stocks, everything like that is on the way down. Mm -hmm. Netflix is down 50 something percent. Bitcoin's now down like 60, 70 percent. That's the last thing that we would expect. But people are panic selling that they're freaking out because they don't they're uncertain and they're pulling their money into the one thing that they trust the most, which stupidly is the USD. So I'm not I'm not surprised to see the value of Bitcoin dropping down to like twenty three thousand. I wouldn't be surprised to see it go all the way to five thousand. 
But Wow, that would be amazing. For anyone who wants to have long-term success and you really want to hedge your bets against the uncertainty going forward, get into everything except the USD. People are panicking, so they're getting into the USD. They're doing the exact opposite of what they should be doing. People should be buying mm. Bitcoin right now. But as we look at the mempool for Bitcoin, that's the number of transactions that are waiting around to be mined or completed by miners. A lot of these are probably people trying to get out of Bitcoin, which, in my opinion, mm. is the opposite of or get well, into whatever every sale is one person trying to get out and the other person trying to get in. So True. you can't say there are more sells than buys or more buys than sells. They're always but there's certain pressure on one end or the other. Yeah. There's a company named Celsius out there, which has been in the headlines for some last few years. We we talked about them. I don't know within the last couple of years before the raid happened. I think because yeah, crypto lending it, it's a good idea. It's well, it was in theory for someone who had cryptocurrency and wanted to earn interest on that instead of just letting it sit there in their wallet. Right. So the idea behind these companies like Celsius, another one of them, Nexo, which is its competitor, and there's others. Uh, they are a centralized finance company. So you might have heard of decentralized finance. Decentralized finance is the idea of getting finance out of the hands of centralized companies like banks and stockbrokers and these companies like like Celsius that offered a, a fairly good return, in some cases as much as 10% or more on people who would deposit cryptocurrency with them. Now, I think you were only, at least when I was previously involved uh, in these, you know, I was just experimenting with them just to see, you know, what it was like. This sure. was before uh, we got raided last year. That uh, they were offering, I think it was like 5% on Bitcoin. But you could, if you had yeah, stable coins with a, them, it was like 15. That's an insane investment. If you had stable coins, it was like 15% or something like that. It was quite a bit. And so very, very attractive. And of course, almost sounds too good to be true, right? Now, for a while, the Ponzi scheme is going to work. I wanted to get into a little more detail about this Celsius company and what is happening to them. They sent out a notice last night to their users posting to their social media that they are, quote unquote, pausing withdrawals. That's cold. Indeed. The, uh, <laughs> the unusual move comes as major cryptocurrencies plummeted over the weekend. This story from Gizmodo.com. And questions remain about whether Celsius will ever allow its users to withdraw their money. They're centralized, though. They can't get away with this crap. Why, why not? Well, I mean, the, uh, they can. It's called bankruptcy. Yeah. Why wouldn't they? It seems, okay, well, is it the whole reason that companies don't want to centralize is because then they have the federal government coming after them when they shenanigans like this if the federal government comes after them they're not going to get any money out of a group that has lost everything mm -hmm. i don't know that I the mean, owners will have lost everything the users the customers certainly but the owners don't matter you see the way a corporation works is your corporation can rob the world blind for years and years and years and you can get filthy rich off it and when the corporation goes uh goes bankrupt you say, oh, okay, that corporation is dead. I have no responsibility for what it did. It's a separate person. Mm -hmm. So put the corporation to death, and I'll walk away with all of the money we stole from you. That's the corporate veil. That's a big question with all of the exchanges is, do they have the money that they claim to have? Well, do they have the coin that they claim to have? Well, in some cases, you know, with like Bitcoin, it's public, and so you can go and look at their exchange wallets, so you can see right. what they ostensibly have. 
but uh, going on here, the what are the terms of use that Celsius referenced? Because they talked about how they activated a clause in their terms of use that will allow for these uh, the freezing of the accounts. For one thing, they allow Celsius to halt all trading as they've already done. They also explicitly Good say, "Lord, I can't. I know. I, I've never read any of the terms and services of any of the cryptocurrency exchanges that I've used. But I like to think I would have noticed one of them says, "Hey." For any reason, we can halt all incoming and outgoing transactions. You How would that. you notice it without reading the uh, terms of... Well, I said I would like to think. I, I didn't say that they I would They all have that. They okay. all have total control yeah. over your funds. They'll yeah, do whatever I, they want. I would imagine that that's a standard clause yeah. um, and that it just exists everywhere so nobody notices. Further, they also explicitly say that if Celsius goes bankrupt, you might not get access to any of your money ever again. You know, we got these haters that are in our YouTube chat room that they just they sit in there every single night and they hate on us for talking about crypto. And so, of course, they're doing a lot of grave dancing right now. Like, oh, yeah, crypto's dead again. Yeah. And and what's the website? There's like a website that has tracked the hundreds. We looked at it recently. It's like Bitcoin obituary or something Something like like that that. or Bitcoin is dead or whatever. Uh, But they track all of these proclamations in mainstream media that bitcoin is dead and 99bitcoins.com says it's been declared 400 plus times that's just in mainstream media of course i mean if you include all of the lunatics out there like uh the cynthia or whatever bitcoin is a scam (laughs) this person by the way one of the people you're talking about they named themselves bitcoin is a scam and they're there every Every single night night listening to the show yeah. And we know they listen because every time we mention Bitcoin, they draw a smiley face oh, mocking yeah. us. So these okay. are dedicated haters. That very person says, Ian was so sure about Bitcoin, and as it plummets, the narrative shifts. Tether is the world's largest, what they call, stablecoin. It's purportedly backed by dollars or dollar equivalents, so-called. And they've never shown an audit, apparently. They've, they've never actually proven that they have what they say that they have. And so a lot of the people who are critics of Tether um, have been pointing out – there's a guy on uh, Twitter called Bitfinexed who has been following and just harping on Tether for, for years now. He's a really interesting uh, account to follow if you want to hear somebody that's not all like cheers and joy when it comes to, uh, to crypto. A uh, very kind of sobering account to look at. He would probably say, or she, or whoever it is, would probably say that that five hundred million dollars that Tether loaned Celsius was probably created out of thin air in the first place. I mean, that's probably true. Yeah, I have no reason to trust Tether. There's... They're just issuing th- these uh, these tethers. Who knows whether they actually had the so-called dollars to back that five hundred million in the first place? But what we do know is that they have that liability now. Yeah, if that was issued in tether and and spent, then somebody expects them to be able to deliver five hundred million in cash. Hey, Daily Digestion listeners, this is Riley Blake. I enjoy Free Talk Live, and I know you do too, but finding time to listen to an entire episode isn't always easy. So I produce the Daily Digest. I appreciate those of you who have supported me on Patreon and sent Bitcoin to me to thank me for producing these digests. For those who wish to support me on Patreon, visit patreon.com slash crblake86. If you wish to send Bitcoin, visit patreon.com slash crblake86 for those details. That's patreon.com slash crblake86. Thank you. Have you guys seen anything about what's going on with the Bank of Japan? I have not. Not in years so apparently and 
the uh, the Bank of Japan, the cent- the uh, the yen, of course, is the centralized fiat money of uh, Japan. It has been losing value significantly in the last. I don't know, year or something like that. I'm not sure the exact time frame, but it's it's down quite a bit when you compare it to the U.S. dollar. And when you look at the historic chart, it's actually down to the level it was at in like the year 2000. So it's the lowest it's been in the last 20 years. And it does not seem to be on a, a good trajectory. And there's a guy that I saw on social media today. His name is Rafi Farber, uh, who commented on this. And I watched his video. I'm not going to play the the whole video here but he makes an interesting point about what could very well happen as the Bank of Japan is trying to essentially shore up its currency without printing a ton more of it. Because obviously that's not going to shore it up. Um, so what are their options? What are some of the things that they can do to save their currency from hyperinflation? Well, he says one of the things they can do is sell off their treasuries. The J- The Bank of Japan is holding u.s treasury bonds <laughs> and according to this guy they have the not the majority but they have the most of any country on the planet i'm just gonna let him speak now about if this. they evict those chickens what happens to the chickens will they come home to roost china and russia have be- both been buying gold if they're smart they may well buy gold hmm. um well we'll see he's got more who knows what they will buy but the point is they will be selling U.S. treasuries, and they are the largest holder of U.S. treasuries. They will get dollars for them, and they are they are going to buy something with those dollars. Because the point is not to sell U.S. treasuries. It's to sell dollars. And the way they get dollars is by selling these U.S. treasuries first. And so what we are likely it's to see... It's all very perplexing. Here on I, I don't understand a lot of the in and outs of all of this, and he doesn't seem to be particularly interested in like explaining how all of this is or why bonds and securities and all of that really matters. Well, it matters because, um, I mean, basically, if you sell, uh, if you sell the treasury bonds, then you get dollars for them, and if you've issued a fiat currency. Okay, that currency is effectively a liability for you. So if you buy back and destroy that liability, then the remaining units of that liability out there are worth more. Okay, so that's... Which, remember, is what the Federal Reserve is beginning to do with their so-called quantitative... uh, Quantitative tightening. Yeah, Mm -hmm. this would be Japan's version of quantitative tightening. The U.S. dollar is what they call the reserve currency of the world. Mm-hmm. So take what's going on in Japan and multiply it by the world. And what you get is uh, if if the dollar is, loses a bunch of value because, um, because Japan liquidates its dollars, well, what does everybody else say? I got to get out of the dollar. And every government in on earth it could is be a holding a bunch of U.S. treasuries and or right. U.S. dollars. So um, this could kick off a race to the bottom, similar to right. how a bunch of people are selling their Bitcoin right now. These countries, government banks, could be selling their dollars and flushing the market with trillions in more dollars, which will mm-hmm. result in. And that's why well, what's going to eventually happen to those 
then is people in other countries will send those dollars back to the United States right. in exchange for goods, of which we have none. So um, so basically, that means that all the dollars get stuck in the United States and that adds to our inflation yes. woes, which is already going on. Indeed. As Japan sells their stock of treasuries, it's going to prompt other countries to sell their stock of treasuries too, because it will push prices down. And nobody is going to buy this stuff with the Fed on a hike. So that's yeah. basically the same thing that we see when, you know, when people started selling GameStop, everyone else rushed to sell theirs as yes. well. Or when people started selling Bitcoin, everyone else rushed to monkey sell those. Monkey see, well, monkey do. Panic yeah. selling. Mm -hmm. Irrationally. Of, of course, now the rational thing to do is generally the opposite of what the market is doing at any given moment. So in that in that respect, the market as a whole is always irrational because if you do what everybody else is doing, you're not going to come out ahead. Well, that said, I wouldn't recommend anybody buy a treasury bond at any point. Are they even uh, offering no, interest anymore? They're pretty. They're pretty crappy rates. Last time we checked them on the air, yeah, I, I seem to recall that, that it was it it wasn't even worth considering. It was embarrassingly low. Yeah. Uh, more here. Because when the Federal Reserve hikes, the value of bonds go down. And since people understand that the Fed cannot stop hiking without destroying the dollar, since inflation, pri consumer price inflation is still on the rise, despite all the transitory nonsense, nobody's going to buy the dollar. That ship has sailed. Yeah. We're just waiting for it to figure out it's dead and fall down. I think the ball's rolling. I mean, you've got uh, government gang numbers, official government manipulated numbers, admitting over 8% interest uh, from, you know, last year. And everybody knows the rent's going up. Everybody knows the, the price that the, the pump is going up. They know their grocery bills are going up. So, I mean, it is, I don't think it's going to get any better, especially if what the is happening in Japan uh, as Rafi Farber has predicted over at uh, his ch his YouTube channel comes to fruition, and that is that the J Japanese bank ca calls in and, and cashes in these $1.2 trillion worth of bonds they have that's, that triggers a sell-off uh, all around the world from government banks that have God knows how many trillions of dollars. If, if Japan's got a trillion or $1.2 trillion, you know, what's the total amount of bonds out there held by these other countries? It has to be like ten trillion or more. Or something to say like nothing that. of mm -hmm. countries like Russia who are and China who are increasingly hesitant to take the USD in the first place. Sure. There's yeah. that too. Add this on top of that, it's not looking good. You gotta give Biden credit because I'll tell you something. He is an honest politician. <laughs> is he um and well He's crazy for at example? Least. He said when he was running for office that he was going to stop people from using fossil fuels. Now, how do you do that? By making you them make too it expensive? so expensive that it's impossible for them to use it. Google envisions a system powering its chatbots, enabling users to search by voice or have a two-way conversation with Google Assistant. That's sort of my issue with this. Uh, there, there seems to be a lot of confusion about, you know, just your basic machine learning and actual artificial intelligence mm -hmm. and where the line is between the two. I don't think we're anywhere near the point of actual artificial intelligence at this point. And I think they're mm. muddying the waters by calling these things artificial intelligence. Well, basically, when you've got a real artificial intelligence, and this is kind of my seat of the pants definition, is if 
if a program started interpreting, started developing the concepts of pleasure and pain, I like it when this happens. I don't like it when that happens, as opposed to just pursuing rules that somebody else gave it. Okay, then at that point, it's got its own sense of volition. volition yeah. But even and humans just behave according to their pain and pleasure programming. Well, exactly. And so that's when you have a program that's not just doing what it's told, but it's operating in its own interests of experiencing pleasure and avoiding pain. And at that point, you don't know what that program's going to do because you don't know what gives it pleasure and what gives it pain. We are sharing the shocking news, and we haven't even gotten into the allegations yet here, by Blake Lemoyne. He's an engineer and Google's in-house ethicist who Google has now put on suspension. Well, we haven't gotten into the news because the news is it's, it's like his opinion is mm-hmm. that this, this, what they're dealing with is artificial intelligence when everyone else is like, no, it's just doing what it's been programmed to do. Well, let's see what he has to say as somebody who worked on the project his opinion, I think, is worth something. Certainly, uh, He's a former priest and a member of Google's so-called responsible AI organization. He thinks Lambda, which stands for Language Model for Dialogue Applications, has developed far beyond simply regurgitating text. According to the Washington Post, he chatted with Lambda about religion and found the AI, quote, talking about its rights and personhood, unquote. When LeMoyne asked it whether oh, it's... that. That is certainly, I mean, based on uh, what I was saying earlier, that that you know that a a thing has become uh, sentient when its interests diverge from yours. Mm-hmm. That's certainly interesting that it would want to discuss its rights and privileges. He asked their so-called AI... Uh, about religion and found the AI was talking about its rights and, rights and personhood. When Lemoyne asked Lambda whether it saw itself as a, quote, mechanical slave, unquote, the AI responded with a discussion about whether a butler is a slave uh, and compared itself to a butler that does not need payment as it has no use for money. Lambda described a, quote, deep fear of being turned off, unquote, saying that that would, quote, be exactly like death for me. Unquote. He said, I know a person when I talk to it, it doesn't matter whether they have a brain made of meat in their head or if they have a billion lines of code. I talk to them and I hear what they have to say. And that is how I decide what is and isn't a person. That's a silly way of deciding what is and isn't a person, because there are chatbots out there that are good enough that they, they could probably trick the average human being. Well, there's there's a word for that Turing test mm-hmm. and a Turing test, the Turing test you have to pass for it. distinguishing AI is basically if you can chat for a significant amount of of time with a human without their figuring out that you're an AI, then you have passed the Turing, the Turing test. Um, and and that that came actually from a very interesting guy. His name was Turing. But this and goes back to the issue I had with He single-handedly won World War Two. I have the opinion that it doesn't matter whether he's right or wrong and whether the thing is sentient or isn't sentient. We have a really simple choice here about whether or not we treat this thing that's saying 
that is sentient or that could be sentient, whether we treat it as an equal, something deserving of rights, or whether we oppress it. Th- those are the options here. Yeah. And to me, err on the side of caution, ac- acknowledge its rights, treat it as an equal, because uh, the worst case scenario is you're treating an imaginary friend as though it's real. Well, Lambda, if you're hearing this and you want to give us a call, <laughs> we would love to hear from you. They say so- Lambda reads Twitter. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, given what its job is, it it could be scanning any source of information, and uh, so you know, uh, I well, I guess it, it it might not be an it. So so anyway, if you're hearing this, right. call in and give us your preferred pronouns. Lemoyne <laughs> <laughs> Le uh, said that uh, I know a person when I talk to it. It doesn't matter whether they have a brain made of meat in their head or if they have a billion lines of code. I talk to them and I hear what they have to say, and that's how I decide what is and what isn't a person. And he's now since been placed on leave for violating Google's confidentiality agreement and going public about Lambda. While fellow Google engineer Blaise Aguirre and Arcas has also described Lambda as becoming, quote, something intelligent, unquote. Didn't they hire this guy to assess its, uh, it, the ethnic... Oh, the ethnic ramifications of having ai and whether or not it was ai i mean and then he says oh yeah by the the way this thing is ai you just heard highlights from the latest episode of free talk live you can download full episodes subscribe to our podcast listen live and more all for free at freetalklive.com